Hello and welcome to the No So Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. Guys, WrestleMania weekend has come and gone, and we watched a good amount. And we're going to be talking about it, but you know, WWE decided to maybe sell finally. So, um, more news on top of all the other news of what happened this past weekend. So, let's get into it. I'm your host, Joseph Lesso. I'm sit here with the enforcer, the human wrestling database, Corey Mack. Uh, yeah, it looks like I'm going to have a lot more time on my hands, weekly. Now that You're, I want uh, to watch that pesky WWE uh, programming. How was it, by the way? How was your, uh, like, month and a half of... Uh, you know, I gotta admit, it's better. It's WWE is better now, or at least it was in that month and a half, uh, than it was in like 2019 through 2022. Uh, it's just too bad that they decided to go back to their old ways and put the old people in charge, which means I'm back out. Yeah. Let's not forget the chosen one, Mike Booble. Acknowledge me. Oh, we'll get into that later. I see what you did there. Put the ones up. Oh, I've got one up. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Sadly, we have to start the show off with the passing of uh, Bushwhacker Luke? Butch. 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 Bushwhacker Butch. Um, I guess he went to the hospital this past weekend. Yeah, uh, he'd been in bad health for a while. Um, he looked rough when they got put in the Hall of Fame, and that was, what, 2015, 2016. Um, but yeah, the they're history-wise, they're a weird team because so many just know them as the Bushwhackers, the babyface, weird... <laughs> Uh, tag team that did comedy and um, licked people, which wouldn't go over today. Um, but not a lot of people remember the Sheep Herders, which were a badass tag team for about 20 years before they became the Bushwhackers, who went all over the world. Um, I love their Portland stuff in 1980. I watch it quite often, actually. Um I love how they got a call from Connecticut to come up in like late 88. And they went, the story is they went to meet Vince and he had them in his office and he's like, I'm going to make you guys a baby face team. And Butch leaned over his desk right in his face, looked at his ugly mug and said, mate, if you can make this face a baby face, then go ahead and do it. Hmm. Um, Cause they were some, let's be honest. They were some ugly. Uh, the Bushwhackers were, not fashion plates and, uh, you know, fucking role model blowjob baby faces. They were some ugly. But they were tough as fuck and a lot of fun. I mean, honestly, I, I, I didn't love their bushwhacker stuff, but I don't blame them after 20 years of breaking their ass and bleeding all over the world to go and get a, a baby face run doing comedy spots in the biggest company in the world. When you're like in your late forties already, they had earned it. 
that was their gold watch run. So I have yeah. no problem with them getting it. Um, weird question, Corey. Is there any Bushwhacker matches to watch that's yes. not outside the Portland? Um, or, or you can Portland. find the Portland stuff on YouTube. You can find it's. I mean, it's it's them teaming up with Buddy Rose to feud with Roddy Piper and Rick Martel. So it's fun shit. Um, but also, yeah, check uh, look for the Sheep Herders and the Fantastics. They feuded in Mid South in the UWF in '86. A lot of fun stuff there, including a barbed wire cage match. Uh, that's pretty bloody but fun. Uh, they did a lot of good stuff. Okay. I didn't even know they what the sheep herders were until I mean years after the Attitude Era. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I didn't know they were a thing besides the Bushwhackers because that's what Same I grew here. up on. Yeah, like I started watching in '88, so I started watching Jim Crockett in the summer of '88, and they were there at the time as the Sheep Herders. So I I was vaguely aware of them when they became the Bushwhackers, but it was still jarring enough because I remembered the the heel team from Crockett, and all of a sudden they're licking kids on the way to the ring and doing comedy spots. And uh, lest lest we forget, I think it was Luke giving a hand job to Jacques at WrestleMania Five outside the tights. That was funny. What a funny rib. <laughs> Your body slapped me, mate. Well, I'll just rub one off for, for you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, they were there until like 96, too. Like, they weren't on TV all the time. They weren't like pushed. But they were technically in the WF as late as 96. That's crazy. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So. And I, I mean, I don't remember which one it was, but one of them had the greatest rumble moment in the history of ever. <laughs> that was Luke. <laughs> what a payday! What a payday for him. Right. Go back to just go back and drink your beer in the locker room, mate. Still, hands down, one of the best rumble moments I think for comedic <laughs> reasons. Uh, what year was that, Corey? That was ninety-one. Walk they've in. tried to they've tried to recreate it with Santino and whatnot, but it just doesn't work. It, I I think Santino's and his are different, but they're both fun in that way of yeah. like he gets clo- Luke gets clotheslined out, and then he just keeps walking around the thing. Santino gets clotheslined. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. What made the Bushwhacker one so great is that like somehow he never broke his stride of of doing the Bushwhacker like strut. Yeah. Yeah. All the way, all the while being eliminated. You know what's crazy is that walk is like, it's like one of those few things that if you just like did the motion, people would know exactly what it was from wrestling. Oh yeah, no, it got over. Yeah, I mean, no. they were they were in an episode of Family Matters wrestling uh, Carl and Urkel. Main event anywhere in the world. I mean, main event in this house. That's right, brother. Carl Winslow's second best TV death. To Bill Cosby. Uh, pudding. Uncle Phil, sir. Pudding pops. <laughs> and the cheddar pudding. I implore you, do not eat that pudding pop. <laughs> Kodak photos and the pudding pops. So, but yeah, so, you know, sad. Yeah. Happened today, correct? Uh, over uh, the weekend. 
Oh, the Rican, yeah. So, you know. How old was he? 78. That's a, that's a hard 78. Oh, yeah. They looked 70 in the fucking in 1990. <laughs> well, I mean, like, let's be honest. New Zealand has a certain reputation. It's calmed now. But, I mean, they were raised and grew up in New Zealand in, like, you know, the 40s and 50s. That's that's not an easy time. No. Shit was hardcore back then in New Zealand. Uh, mm-hmm. Say so they were hard times? Uh, yeah. Well. I was going to say that, but I stopped myself. <laughs> the men were men and the sheep were scared. When the men were men and the women shut the hell up. Thanks, well, Larry Z. The New World Odor. Hollywood scum Hogan. Yeah. All right. All right. Are we just going to keep doing one-liners the rest of the show? Well, I mean, if we're going to, if we're going to, I mean, Corey, he said the name wrong earlier because it was the the Sheep Herders versus versus, uh, Roddy Piper and somebody else. I don't know who it was. We were Ricky Thank you for that. So go check that out on YouTube. Let's get some bits. Yeah. Um. So also today, you remember this whole time we've been talking about how WWE may be selling, and then it sounded like maybe, and then the sheets went on fire when it became like a Saudi company was going to do the Saudis were going to, and then that died down, and then it died down again, and then we made the joke while watching WrestleMania that you kept seeing Nick Khan and it sounds like, you know, he's making those money moves and it came out Sunday that it looks like Endeavor, the owners of UFC were going to purchase WWE and merge them together with UFC. And it became official today. Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong and Mike, you would know better than I, but it sounds like an old, racist raping old man got in bed with a whole bunch of other racist pieces of shit to merge their companies together. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, cool. I was wondering if I got that right. So I got some, uh, just like a couple, like kind of, kind of a stat breakdown here for it. If you guys would like, of course, oh, sure, sure. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, Endeavor didn't purchase the company outright. What they purchased was 51% stake in the company, essentially just buying out Vince's controlling stake in the company. Yeah, they bought 51% of the stock. So, and they valued that at $9 billion. Um, Generous. Yeah. Merging that with UFC... Uh, for a total for that new corporation of $21.4 billion. And what's interesting about that and why this is really good news for stockholders of WWE. So when Endeavor purchased UFC in 2016, they paid $4 billion. And based on this new public offering, essentially, they filed today with this company being worth $21 billion. That means since 2016... UFC has been has gone from being worth four billion dollars when it was purchased or sold to being worth over twelve billion. They tripled their worth in seven years. Jeez. 
Um, so, you know, yeah, if you, own stock, if you own stock in the company, that's I mean, you're hoping, you know, for that kind of investment. I don't know if they're going to get that investment back, but they, be they know how to make money. By not paying the fighters. I mean, I mean, yeah, there's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be some definite um, tightening of the purse strings, as it were. Randy Orton, um, looking at you. Yeah, but for the corporate aspect of it, this is what I found interesting earlier when this finally was like figured out and known. So we'll start from the bottom and go up. So Dana White is going to maintain as president of UFC. Nick Khan is going to stay as president of WWE. Those two will report to Vince McMahon, who will be executive vice president of some other bullshit in the company. And Vince McMahon will report to um, Ari Emanuel, who runs Endeavor. So, how are you feeling if you're Dana White and you wake up today and now you're Vince McMahon's your boss? Uh, probably not fucking great. Uh, he has already <laughs> hinted for a couple of years that he doesn't want to do this anymore. I suspect within a couple of years he won't be there. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. He can't be <laughs> thrilled about that. Oh. All I know is that they went on some uh, CNBC show today, Ari yeah. and Vince did. And Ari looks like that hedge fund manager who's ripping you off of every penny you've ever made. Uh, well, Vince looks like he was just unmasked, but he would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Um, he looks ridiculous with that fucking child molester mustache. Jesus <laughs> fucking Guile from Street Fighter, you know, that's what... <laughs> Dude, it's oh, like damn. he's it's like he's trying to be like Bobby Valentine in the dugout with a fake mustache on. It it looks oh, like they dug it looks like they dug Vincent Price up and put a lot of makeup on him. It's it's fucking ridiculous. But now he's the Jesus. Yeah. How, yeah. Good for how him. is it how does it feel that um Vince got fired and then he comes back as M. Bison from Street Fighter? And now he's like second in charge of the company. And he's, well, now, more, and he's got more power like now nothing, than he had before. Yeah, and we're going to act like nothing happened. That's uh, that's uh, white corporate America for you. That dude fails up. Yeah, this right? company fails up. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah. This is nuts. Tremendous you- weekend for. I got news for you, though. Tremendous weekend for Tony Khan, though. I'll get to that later. Tremendous weekend for him. Yeah. Um, so, we are filming it on the day the the day after both WrestleMania. So, the Raw after Mania is happening. Triple H has come out and did the thank you speech. But basically, that was done, did on, the, that was done on purpose, by the way. Yeah. Because the stock today did not do well, and that's just trying to calm down the stocking. Yeah, and then the basically the saying that they're not going anywhere. They're gonna do weekly stuff. Pay, you know, they're not going anywhere. What do you guys think is going to happen with WWE? With the, are we going to be staying on Peacock? Are we going to? be on USA Network? Or are we going to be... like What type of streaming pay-per-view stuff are we doing? Because I know we talked about this during Rumble uh, Mania yesterday about like 
are we going to be have to be spending 50 bucks on ESPN Plus for well, a pay per view? Well, you know, what are we? Well, what, what do you think was going to happen? Whatever's going to happen, it's going to have to be after 2026 because they've got the contract with Peacock for then. And I heard, I read a report today that they're going to they're going to continue as a separate entities, trying to get their own TV deals and whatnot. Um, look, you can break the pay, the Peacock thing if you need to for a whole bunch of money if you have to, but the pay per view thing won't change anytime soon because of that deal. And they're yeah, still trying so, to get their own TV deals. So, uh, when Endeavor took over UFC, nothing about the day to day operations changed, and it's going to be the same this way. Like they are not looking to like jump in and take over like creative or even the or even the day-to-day business they There's, are strictly there to manage the stock price that's what they're well there except for. for one like i would i've read uh, many times today about uh the skimming the payroll of talent possibly that they did that a great deal when they bought it and that you could maybe look uh, that happen again here well so they, what they did was just not uh re-sign fighters and then uh, just changed the way they did the contracts moving forward. Uh, like in UFC, like I mean, I guess they could have in UFC just cut a bunch of talent the way like WWE does, but it's not something that usually happens. Like in WWE, they do that, and so I suspect that's probably going to happen here. Uh, but like usually, it's I, just going to be a re- reworking of a bunch of contracts. Like what I read was that a whole bunch of the. Uh, the well-known guys that weren't really fighting anymore, but still under contract just to have them there, though they were shown the door. Um, making, you know, like making a good wage for just being a name, basically, even though you don't fight. But it looks good for you to be there. People like Miz and Dolph and Kofi and Orton, if they're not fucking doing anything, I wouldn't expect them to be long for this world once their contracts are up. We got Elias or something too, you know. Like, all right, you're gone, dude. I'm only saying that because he had a match somehow on Monday night. They do need to trim the fat of just the long tenured people. It's ridiculous. You can't. Uh, a couple things were made abundantly clear to me over the weekend watching Rania. And, uh, there's really you can get away with not having the Miz there. We, we would be fine. Uh. You don't need Randy Orton if he's not going to wrestle. Uh, I know he just signed a new 10-year deal like a year and a half ago, but if his career is over, I wouldn't justify that gigantic paycheck if he's not doing anything. Whereas before, WWE would have absolutely just kept him on the payroll. But you never know. You never know. The thing about the pay-per-views, though, like when they eventually go to that model, because that's for sure going to happen, uh, it's not going to be $50. They're going to be $80. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> good, luck. Good, good luck making money off them after, by that point, what, 13, 14 years of free pay-per-views and you want people to pay 100 for them? Good luck. Like, you that's might, I, I mean might, be able to get away with that for WrestleMania, but... Nothing. And like not even Rumble or SummerSlam's gonna sell like that. Nope. People are just gonna be like, fuck. It's really hard to get people to pay a premium pi- price for something you've taught them is worth nothing. You we yeah, we've been spending ten bucks for ten plus years. I'm not gonna be spending eighty bucks for uh, a pay per view. 
and and they're you know they're you know if you want to look at like this year's WrestleMania, right? Which you know was a we'll get to it, but it was a fairly good WrestleMania. I enjoyed most of it. Like that's not a hundred dollars. Yeah. No. Well, to me, it, no pay per view is a hundred dollars. I don't care what it is. There's do you think it could be? Do you think it could be possible what they do is let's say they go the UFC route and it's on ESPN Plus, and a lot of those ESPN, a lot of the UFC fights are not. Or a lot of them are, you know, you have to pay, but some are free just because it's, you know, it's no. a lower. No, no, because you're you're thinking they're going to try to do the UFC route. I, I don't see it happening. They're two different businesses. You can't get away with charging people what you can charge for UFC for wrestling. Yeah, no, no. there's just no way. Okay. That, that's not, and I think they're smart enough to realize that. Yeah, no, WWE is a. Uh... It's a weekly content provider. It's not a, a sport league like UFC. I know they position themselves as such, but they're not. They're they're just a weekly, they're a weekly television show. Yeah. If they were smart with the content thing, they won't because it would involve maybe losing a little money first, and that's just not what any company does. And I get it. But it, they should like, folk, they should they should sell their wares to streaming networks, not cable. Yeah. Because that yeah. they're gonna take over, might as well jump on and get a good deal and a good uh head start. But yeah, you know, whatever. It it's um what did I say? I'm I'm blanking. Oh, I had a point. Ah, I imagine, might come back to me. Imagine Raw live on Netflix every week. You gotta have Netflix, you want Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I'm, people jump on Netflix. But yeah, it's so, that it's that way of do we do you know, what do we what do they do overall with, you know, you know, is when well, you said 2026, you said. Yeah, that's the peacock. Yeah, but it's like, you know, if if they somehow keep it in that free or ten dollars, depending on what streamer you're on site. But it's like that process of every match is a freaking this match is pre- uh, promoted by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You know, what I mean, like they're getting their money's worth. With promotion, Snickers, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, that the Priest movie. So you have three. You know how much are they getting made for that? You know, is that you forget how you forget how corporate America works. If I can get forty million from you, why can't I get four hundred million from you? That's true, but it's just like maybe in the meantime, that's what's going to be the saving grace of the idea of we're not having to pay if we're continuing to sponsor everything. They made over twenty million in in that shit this the past few days of WrestleMania. So uh, the branding, they made over twenty million. I mean, it's just, it's smart to do. Yeah. Like yeah, you no, know, it's I, smart it, from a business perspective. It sucks for the consumers, think, but they don't care about the consumers. <laughs> I can see myself getting real annoyed with it real quick. I'm not there yet because it's been one weekend. I can see it happening. It's that, yeah, it's like you got 21 million. I don't mind, I didn't mind the sponsor crap everywhere, but like it was better than a dumb Mountain Dew glow in the dark match. Oh, they'll keep doing stuff like that too, though, if they have to. Yeah. Um, So we'll find out in the coming future of what's going to happen with aid uh, with wwe in the time uh so let's talk about uh, wrestlemania weekend but let's start off with um roh since that was the first show of the week 
for for what we watched. Yeah, let me pull up my old uh, ratings here. Okay. Yeah, um, did, uh, there was four dark matches or zero hour, but I missed them because I was coming out of a movie. Yeah, you marks. Sorry. All right. Um, oh, wait, hold on. Uh, Supercard F. I got the wrong paper. Nope. Uh, yeah, that's the one that happened. All right. <laughs> Did uh did you rate the pre-shows? Oh yeah, yeah, I watched. It. Okay. Uh okay. Jeff Cobb defeated Tracy Williams two and three quarters. Good match. Kanosuke Takeshita defeated Willie Mack wearing Razor Ramon gear. That uh, was bad, badass. It was a good match. Three and a quarter. <laughs> I just said bad. I'm like, uh oh, what happened? Uh, Willow Nightingale defeated Miranda Alize. Uh, two and three quarters. It was a good, good old pre-show match. And then uh, Stu Grayson of the Dark Order defeated Slim J. I gave it two and a half. Perfectly fine little match. Okay. Now let's talk about the main card, shall we? This is what we were yeah. able to watch. Um, El Ijo de Vikingo defeated Commander in 16 minutes to retain the AAA Mega Championship. Uh, yeah, no, I dug this match. I gave it three and three quarters. You're not going to get a lot of American psychology, but you got some truly ridiculously awesome uh, high spots. It was fun, but it was like that the 630 splash to the outside through the table, and the table doesn't break. Table's like, fuck you. <laughs> I remember, I, it was a fun match. Like, I remember, because uh, I know, Corey, you were like, this is a lucha match. I just don't get what lucha, what, what lucha is. Like, the, yeah. the, the style of the match. Like, you, 30, you know. 30 plus fucking years as a fan, and I still haven't taken the time to understand Lucha. I've seen it. I enjoy some of it. I don't understand it. I need to I need to dedicate myself to that. Just take a month and uh, just watch Lucha? Yeah, like deep dive into it, read about it, learn how, why they do what they do, and the story behind it. I need to do that. Uh, fun match, and the funny thing is, since they went on first, they were able to make it to the GCW show later on that night. Um, the next match was a six-man tag for the ROH World Six-Man Tag Team Championships as the Embassy defeats AR Fox, Blake Christensen, and Metallic in eight minutes. Uh, yeah, I mean, Brian Cage... Pin Metal League to win, but he, from what I understand, he hasn't signed anything. So, odd choice. Extension, maybe, or like nah, he, you? No, he just... was free. He's already free and clear. He just agreed to work through that pay per view. No, he's he's not under contract in any way, shape, unless he resigned. But nobody, the the theory, the the belief going around is that he did not resign. Interesting, interesting. If you're Brian Cage. What would you do? Would you resign or like what would your next move be? Because you clearly aren't going to be pushed pretty much beyond this here. Um, that's a good question because honestly, you've already been to Impact and been their world champion, and I don't think he has much of an upside for WWE. 
sure, he's got a killer body, which they love. And he can do moves, but he can't talk to save his life. Mm-hmm. And he has no psychology at all. I really don't see where he'd be any kind of a good fit. Unless, like you suggested, they bring him in and just right back his ass. Short squashes, no words, just try to get that over for for at least one run. But then, like, uh, if that's a plan, then just do that with Braun Breaker. Right. Like, uh, who's younger, has more of an upside, has lineage. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if I'm him, I'm taking Khan's deal because it's guaranteed. And, dude... <sighs> But let's face it, you're where you're supposed to be. I hate to tell you this. You're where you and, you're where you fit. And he like you know, I don't think he's a draw on the indies anymore either. No, it's like he's he's a, he's the previous generation, to be honest. It's, yeah. Yeah. Dude, you're it, not a main eventer. I know I know everybody believes they're a main eventer, but you're just not. Uh you're you're correctly slotted where you belong. I would take the money. Personally. It would be one of those things if Remember, remember a couple of years ago when he showed up for Defy? We're like, oh, hell yeah. But now if he shows up, like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, his, it's yeah. over for him. He, yeah. I would take the money. That's the, that's his best option, his safest option. But we'll see. Because yeah. he sure as hell ain't going to Japan either. They don't want him. Uh, the next match was Athena retaining the ROH World uh, Women's World, uh, World Championship against Yuka Sakazaki in 11 minutes and 40 seconds. I'm telling you, terrible it's, fucking match. it's uh, something weird, bro. I just, as soon as I hear that music, I instinctively want to stand up and just walk out of the room. Um, do the old uh, rock line? Do the old, well, no, do the more, hey, I gotta beat traffic, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> well, about to hit the dusty trail. It was what it was. Yeah, I went three stars. Uh, Yuka had a concussion, got, but Athena didn't care. You know, she just, you know, she's just trying to kill people left and right. No fucks given. Um, yeah, I don't have much more to say about this. Okay, moving on. Uh, Samoa Joe retains the World ROH World Television Championship against Mark Briscoe in 16 minutes and 30 seconds. I liked this match, and I liked the story they're going with. Now, this... Is a this is an uh, uh, a situation where not giving it to the the hot baby face was the right move. I think you can let him chase. It's uh, a good build. He has to like he's gonna go through doubt because he's no longer in a team. He's gonna go through all that crap, and then finally beat him for it. I think this was at first I was shocked. I just assumed he'd win it here, but I think this was the right move. I think Joe and Joe can be the uh, shit stirring asshole that kind of makes him doubt shit. I think this is a a good road to take, and I went four stars. I like the match. I was I, I, know. I, uh, I would say yeah. I wanted, you know, I I thought Samoa Joe should win the entire time because I think the first title Mark wins on his own should be the world title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a um, we'll see. Like I, it's you know, good storytelling in that way. We kind of had that too at maybe at the ending of Mania Night number two, but we'll get to that in a bit. 
the next match was an impromptu match that got added on uh, later last week as uh, Tanahashi defeats Daniel Garcia in 12 minutes. It was fine. It was, I mean, it was like three. I gave it three. It was fine. It was nothing bad, but nothing great. They both worked well. Garcia continues to improve his stock. Uh, he's and he's coming to life a little more too on national television, which is good to see. But overall, yeah, it's a match. <laughs> That's probably about as good as it could be, to be honest. Yeah. Let's be honest. Tanahashi's not going to come over here and give one of what is maybe his last bursts of brilliance on a mid card match that was just announced a couple days yeah, before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That ain't gonna so, so let's get into the match and then we could talk about the reach for the sky ladder match for the vacant ROH World Tag Team Championships as the Lucha Brothers defeat Top Flight, The Kingdom, Ozzy Open, and La Faction and Gold Noble I in love 20 in 20 minutes and 20 seconds. I want a podcast of just you saying the word Ingobernable over and over again. Ingobernable. Perfect. Ingobernable. Uh, I mean, there's obviously something to talk about here in a second, but I just, I just don't understand the point of signing Matt Taven and Mike Bennett if you're just going to job them out. Uh, I, I think they're... My oh, God, go man. I, I think just, they're going to be figured in. I think right now they're trying to put people with bigger name value as the champs so that you can try to get some traction with this damn uh, brand. Um, so the Lucha Brothers name is a little more appealing to the casuals than the kingdom. Uh, yeah. But yes, no, I get it. Uh, the king And the kingdom kicked ass in this match, by the way. They were fantastic. Uh, as you know, I'm, I'm not shocking. The um, doomsday device from the out to the outside. That was awesome. I thought Ozzy Open was really good in this too. Um, I, you know, I can't wait until. Uh, here's my old man shouting at the clouds bit. I, I can't wait until the the new style grips wrestling. I don't know what it'll be. Like before this, it was grapple fuck. You know, the ground and pound and. All that. And before that, it was just the strong style of Benoit and Guerrero and you know, all them. That was the, the style everybody copied. And right now, it's the just the spot fest. You know, no no real thoughts given, just spot, spot, spot. That's the current, and it has been for about five, six years. I, I just can't wait until the next style takes hold over, over wrestling. Because it will, eventually. I don't know what it'll be. I, I um, hope it's story-based, fucking logical wrestling, but hey. This was spot style at this time, and it kind of uh, came at a price. Oh, dude, we saw this kind of match all fucking weekend. It yeah. didn't have a ladder. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it came with a price, Joe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, the the point of the match is to climb up and <laughs> grab the tag belts, right? Correct? That's the last time I checked what the ladder match does, right? Mister, yeah, I'd be correct. Yeah, okay, okay. So, Mr. Booble, he sent us a photo of the spot that's about to happen, and it's uh, uh, Penta holding the tag belts while he is about to Canadian Destroyer Dante Martin off the ladder 
to the outside through a stack of four tables. Yeah. The point of the match is to grab the titles. Uh-huh. But yeah. we instead, we, we're going to Canadian destroyer Dante Martin off the off the ladder to the outside with four tables that were super close to the ring. And it snaps Dante Martin's ankle in the other direction. Oh, yeah. To the point. Well, I can't handle any of that. Uh, I can't. I can't. And I can't. So I, 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 and I won't. And uh, I saw it go. I saw the move. Then I saw Dante like freak out, like by looking straight down at his ankle. And I covered my eyes. And then I heard the longest, oh my God, from Corey. The. Don't look, don't look, don't look from the producer. And then like, holy shit, what? No, 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 from Mr. Booble. It was brutal. And to the point where you three can handle this, to the point where you looked at it and you guys, all three of you went, yeah, my stomach's upset. Oh, yeah, no, it was gruesome. I mean, it was brutal. Uh, to me... I don't know. I, maybe it's because I got so desensitized by Nitro the following night, but to me, that's way worse than Sid's. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! Um, I'm not saying the injury itself was worse than Sid's, but just the, watching it was worse than Sid's for me. Um, that was brutal. I didn't feel bad for him. He's already through surgery and talking about coming back, though. I mean, for me... The reason, because I used to be like Joe, like, especially with ankles and feet. But honestly, the reason I can handle it now is just watching so many UFC fights and just watching, I mean, horrific injuries. I just kind of, I'm kind of used to it now. Um, It, I saw, I'm in a, I'm in a discord uh, separate from everything. And a couple of the people on the discord were like, had tuned into WrestleMania just because it was on Peacock and they, you know, were fans 20 years ago or whatever. And uh, we'll get to Shane later, but they were talking about Shane. And then I was like, that wasn't even the worst injury this weekend. And they were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, just Google Dante Martin, but just I'm warning you now, uh, you're going to hate what you look at. (laughs) (laughs) And I got a lot of, what the fuck did you tell me to do that for? (laughs) I... I dreaded, I dread social media when those type of injuries happen because I know it's going to pop up. Well, I lucky dread enough, media, period. Yeah, I do too. Uh, luckily enough, I, uh, I have, I, I've not seen it. So that's a W for me on that one. But yeah, they, you know, it's that weird thing of, you know, it's just bad luck with ladder matches with a Tony Khan. You know, we had uh, Phoenix arm a year ago. Now Dante, it's just like you know, just bad luck I think here this and there. Is a sign. <laughs> yeah, could be. So, uh, you know, aside from him ripping apart his leg in four hundred places, what did you guys think of the match beyond that? <laughs> uh, well, okay, so here's I just picked a part that I hope that one day the spot show stuff stops being yeah. prevalent. But, but I've also like I I don't mind a good spot fest. It keeps your attention going. You never know what you're going to see. Uh, so, I mean, I enjoyed it from that perspective. 
and gave it four stars because there was a lot of cool shit. The kingdom were the standouts for me. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just, the time has come, I think. The, the new style needs to take hold. Whatever it is. You never know what it's going to be. I'm certain it won't be death matches, though. That shit's, on the indies, that shit's outdated. Yeah. What did you give uh, it, Corey? Oh, oh, four. I said four. I didn't hear it. Sorry. I, it's one of those things, like, I I enjoyed the match. Um, but then, like, the, you know, just like, oh, the gut wrench of what happened kind of, you know, changed the mood in the room for, like, the rest of the night, too. But it was just, like, it was a, it was a fun spot fest. But, you know, again, once an ankle snaps in half, you know, like a Slim Jim, we're, we're in an issue here. Um, following that match was the RH Pearl, Champ- Pearl Championship as Shibata defeats Wheeler Utah in 13 minutes and 10 seconds. I dug this. This was a nice little palate cleanser after the uh, spot fest of the ladder match. Uh, I dig Shibata. I think Utah's improved tremendously. I enjoyed this. I gave it three and three quarters. As well worked and Shabbat having Shabbat around is going to help them too. So can't complain. We figured going in this would follow that ladder match. We just think it. We just didn't think it would follow uh, that. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Yeah. It was a fun match. Uh. You know. Again, it's just like the mood of the room here was just like, oh, vey. Like, what are we doing? You know, like. I was just freaking out looking at social media. But like, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. And then never happened. Um, but fun match. Uh, Yuta being the heel. You know, they're making it work here. And it's a surprise that Shibata won because you know, is he still under contract with New, uh, New Japan? Well, he's the lead trainer at the LA Dojo. So, yeah. So, but they don't want him wrestling there. But I guess they can't stop him from wrestling here. One of, it's like the Daniel Bryan thing, or you know, Bryan yeah. Danielson type thing of like, hey, yeah, Daniel but, Bryan, we're not gonna let you wrestle anymore. And he's like, all right, well, I'm gonna leave, and then like, I'll I do what I enjoy. From what I understand, he's been cleared by independent doctors, but the New Japan doctors won't clear him. Okay. And then the main event for the ROH World Championship, Claudio Castellone. Retains his title and defeats Eddie Kingston in 20 minutes and 15 seconds. Yeah, I thought they worked really well for two guys that legitimately hate each other and have bad blood. <laughs> like, it's one thing to hate people, but they have legitimate, long-standing bad blood as well. Uh, they did a lot of uh, Claudio did a lot of uh, Kings Road style stuff that fit into Eddie's repertoire. Um, I'm surprised Claudio kept it. Not because I thought Eddie needs to win, although I think he will eventually. But I just, I really thought with Yuta losing and them hyping up or ramping up the BCC on AEW, they would just have both guys lose their belts and kind of just morph over to only AEW. That's what I thought. But apparently this is going to continue here for a while. Yeah, it's that, uh, I, you, you did have that shock face on your, on your, when it was just like, wait, he won because of the story, you know, going into it again, Eddie was supposed to be the heel 
and Claudia was the face. But then, as of two weeks ago, they made Claudia the the heel in AEW. Yeah, they just had a like, about face because Claudio's a heel now. So, oh, by the way, forget everything else. Yeah, forget what we just did. Um, Which confused the crowd, so they didn't know like who to cheer for. Yeah, it had a really weird. Plus, let's be honest, the crowd never really got back into it after that injury. Yeah, um, yeah. that that took the wind out of everybody's sails. I did like the match, though. I gave it three and three quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just night one. Now we're gonna go to WrestleMania Saturday, but let me let me uh, slow uh, quickly skim through the. Uh, NXT stand and deliver here, folks. Well, um, I, really, I I remember quickly. I believe when we came over, Joe, you said it was your show of the weekend by far. You said you were NXT 2.5 for life. Oh, Jesus. I I know. Uh, pre-show match that I forgot was even on, and by pre-show I meant oh they made this match a pre-show match instead of having it on. Uh, Peacock. Uh, Tyler Bate and Chase University defeats um, uh, Shism Shism Shikam Shism Kism, got it Shism Anyway Uh, Real quickly The Rock's daughter's been in developmental for like four years and this is her first match on TV so that should tell you something and now it's it's on the pre-show at that uh, and two of the members of Schism got their release today, boys. Oh, did they? I thought I just saw they, that they asked for the release. Uh, I read a report that they were granted it as well. As, oh, so, uh, so so long, Jagger Reed and Rip Fowler. The the two guys formerly known as the Grizzled Young Veterans. Um, and Joe, I don't know if you'll remember this, but about a couple of years ago, when they were still getting pushed as that, and having killer tag matches on NXT before it went to shit. I said, you know what, Joe? Sometimes I think grizzled young veterans are a better version of what FTR is. You remember that? Oh, I do. I do. You looked at me kind of crazy. Yeah. But uh, I think they they do the old school tag team thing really well. Here's my hot take here. You know, because I like it's good to have movement in wrestling. As over as FTR is. You could always let them go back to WWE, sign grizzled young vets for half the price, and get yep. just as good at acting. One of them needs to dye their eyebrows back and grow as much and grow as goatee back. Yeah, but uh, that's my hot take: is uh, it wouldn't be the worst move to trade FTR for grizzled young vets. Yeah, that's but do I'm you saying. think? Uh, do you think there's a possibility that uh, the young vets may be getting a little? Uh, might be like. FTR on that mood of wait, you're telling me I can't, uh, I'm not gonna be the top tag team here because of the other young bucks. Ah, they wouldn't do a shit. <laughs> They'd be, know, yeah, they they're, they're, they're do the business. As long as Tony Khan doesn't keep uh, the name Jagger Richards, then uh, Jagger Reed first off and uh, Rick Fowler. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Get their names NXT, right. <laughs> can NXT quit taking classic rock star names and just combining them for fucking names? I mean, god damn it. Oh, don't worry. Uh, what a pretty they? deadly is Elton Prince. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty deadly Kit Wilson and Elton Prince. They were the hosts of uh, NXT Sand and Deliver. Kip Wilson, 
or Kip Winger and, and Brian Wilson, two other classic rock guys. Come on, people. Come on. That is not... Uh, whatever. Sorry, buddy. So let's yeah. move on to the show. Uh, ladder match started the show, 17 minutes and two seconds, as Indy Hartwell wins the NXT Women's Championship, defeating Roxanne Perez, who got added on late last week with one of the most um, cinematic... Oh, uh, okay. Cringeworthy segments in maybe wrestling history. Uh, it's up there. It's up there. Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan, uh, Ly- uh, Lyra, uh, Valkyria, and Tiffany Stratton. Uh, fun facts here. I started. I I was live texting you guys since I knew you wouldn't be watching. Um, that Indy, Indy, Gigi, Stark, all got jobber entrances. Fuck so. And then Lyra, uh, Lyra, she when she was coming down, they went straight to commentary welcoming us. Uh, so we had that. Uh, Gallus defeats the fam, the family, and the Creed brothers to retain the uh, tag titles in eight minutes eleven seconds. As it's uh, Mark Coffey and Wolf game with Gallus, as then Joe Coffey returns to help them retain their titles, and then Booker T goes, "Who's that?" And then. Vic is like, that's Joe Coffey. Booker, yeah, who's that? And he's like, it's Mark Coffey's brother. Okay, is he part of Gallus? God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, that was a thing. Uh, The next match was a final Hold on, hold on, Joe, hold on. Hold on. So first of all, Booker T is just a fucking idiot. My God, he sucks. Uh, but I have a problem with something you said, Joe. Yeah. That, there might be their name. I don't know. Yeah. Who the hell watches NXT? There is only one family in professional wrestling, however. Yes. But... Hey. The Sorrow family. Forget about hey, it. Hey, that's right. That's right. Go get your tickets now for Power Pro Wrestling. Uh, at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com. Um, the next match was a fatal five-way for the North American Championship. Uh, Wesley defeats Ac- uh, Axiom, Dragon Lee, uh, Dragonoff, and J.D. McDonough. And Oh, okay, that's it. In uh, 19 minutes, 17 seconds, as, again, Booker T with Dragon Lee. Who's this guy? I don't know who he is, but I like the way how he walks. Um, And it's just... You know, I'm impressed by this guy. I'm impressed by this guy. Uh, then with JD during the match, he um, was like, why, why, why is everyone attacking him? Why do they think he's a threat? And then like Vic literally went. Booker, like a minute ago, he said he's in your top five. So, yes, they think he's a threat. Fucking hell. Like. I know Byron Saxton sucks, but at least he knows people's fucking names. He would care enough to know the storylines of what the fuck is going on. JR Jesus, did man. with uh, New Japan. He just had a, you know, the uh, Guess Who uh, pamphlet in front of him to show off names and faces. And he still didn't bother to get it right. Bingo. <laughs> uh, the next match was fucking an unsanctioned. That shit liquor. <laughs> I watched. Did you, li- did you listen to the days? Yeah, it's hilarious. Awesome. Uh, unsanctioned match here between uh, uh, 18 minutes, 12 seconds, as Johnny Gargano defeats Grayson, Wall- uh, Grayson Waller, or Wish Miz. 
as um God, Gar- yeah. as uh you know you know how I always talk about in the war stories or any current day stuff when you're in a grudge match and this guy has embarrassed you in front of your family at your home type grudge match and you know instead of just coming straight down to the ring to fight you have to come out and pose that's what one Gargano did to and that, it's just like that disappoints me too cuz he's a student of the game he yeah. knows better but no he comes down and just poses and and then it's just a street fight to a point where uh, Candice LeRae gets involved and then she doesn't stop any of the pin attempts when Waller has it, you know, it's just, she attacks him with a kendo stick and then she, she's like, all right. And then I'm just going to look on, outside the ring, nervous and uh, a wreck. Yikes. Yep. Uh, next match was for the tag team NXT championship as Alba Frey and Isla Dawn, Isla Dawn, Isla, Isla, Isla Dawn. Is it Dawn yet? Defeats Fallon Henley and Kiana James in eight minutes and forty-one seconds, but the match basically happened. Uh, the issue was that they thought they should do the storyline with the <laughs> former champions with the the men outside the ring. That caused more drama than the match, like <sighs> inside the ring. Joe, that's my favorite review of a match ever. Thank you. The story of the match is that it happened. Yep. <laughs> like seriously, like it's like that thing of seriously they more were more focused on because one of the uh uh Henley wanted to cheat, I think it was, but they were like, You can't do that, and then they lost. And then as the team that won the belts are celebrating in the ring, they're more focused on the four people on the outside. Ugh. I mean uh, the man uh, of all the matches in NXT history, this was one of them. That's yeah, that, right. it, it was a match. Uh, the main event for the NXT Championship, as they kept making it Braun versus Mello, was the storyline. As one Carmelo Hayes defeats Braun Breaker to become the new NXT Championship in 1610. Uh, fun match. You know, I was wondering about one Braun Breaker because of his father doing father things the night before. Well, and he well, got. I just want to know. Did he bother to add a move or two? Uh, he did the Steiner uh, Hurricane Rana and then posed like uh, Scott would. He did a lot more Scott than uh, yeah, that. I, I don't blame him. I don't blame he him. Did, he did do the top rope bulldog and Hayes sold it like he got like he got hit. So it was good. Um. Overall, it was a fun match. You know, I'm glad Hayes won. You think Breaker will be going up to the main roster anytime now? He's not ready. I know he's not, but he's going to. Oh, they're going to kill him. He's going to kill him. Uh, it's not going to go well. Nope. Um, but that was NXT Stand and Deliver. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we I watched it. It was. Uh, let's go to WrestleMania night one. <laughs> Shall we? Yeah, let's. All right. Uh, night one, we started off with the U.S. United States Championship. Frame. Uh, before we do the thing, the stage. What did you guys think of the the stage? I thought it was beautiful. One of the best they've done. I agree. I thought the stage was freaking awesome, man. Uh, whoever. Whoever came up with that is brilliant. 
I think overall, I still prefer 33 with the Ferris wheel and the, but, but goddamn, not the, yeah, whatever. Uh, but this was, this was fantastic. Top notch. It was, it was awesome. I stayed, you know, uh, me and Corey, we try to avoid the news of when yeah. they show like it's being built and avoid it. Uh, and how'd that go, Corey? Yeah. Oh, I, well, I have a 13 year old kid, so it didn't go well at all. <laughs> you should have done what Ray, real quick. You should have done what Ray does to Dominic in the match. All right. That's what you should have done. Beat him. <laughs> beat him. So we start the night off with the United States Championship as awesome uh, theory. First of all, sir, we start the night off with the host of WrestleMania. Oh, uh, the Miz and uh, Snoop Dogg? Godfather. The the dog father of WrestleMania? The now we go over first name. match. Okay. <laughs> we go our first match. Uh, I respect Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Yeah. He has the same look for the past 30 years. I've always said Snoop Dogg, the Miz of NWA. Oh, wow. Uh, first match for the United States Championship. Austin Theory defeats John Cena in 11 minutes and 20 seconds. <laughs> I'll go first. I okay. gave it a flat two and a half. I thought it was awful nice of John Cena to work hard during his entrance with the Make-A-Wish kids, which was fucking awesome. And yes, then it just was. turned it off. And then just turn it off completely once he got to the ring. I don't know if that's fair. I mean, he definitely gave a raw second hour performance. <laughs> I might be Could willing be third to go hour. that far with it. Uh, yeah, this was a basic ass TV match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's we we talked about it, and it's just like it, that weird thing of how skinny. John looks because he's, he's on wrestling juice. shape. Yeah, he's he's, you know, he's on juice. So yeah, and it's just he's the only actor who goes to Hollywood and stops taking steroids. <laughs> well, maybe Rock should think about it. Um, it, overall, was, turned, yeah. learn how to be a, learn how to be a dramatic actor, Dwayne. The tide has turned on your ass. Uh, he's doing a live action version of his anime that he did for. Um, it's Moana. Moana, yeah. Completely the opposite of what I said. Okay, cool. Um, but like we said in our preview, this didn't do fuck all for Austin Theory. No, yep. it, well, they in their minds it made them, but they they did fucking nothing. And like yeah. Cena couldn't even be bothered to put in fucking effort to help write that complete drubbing he gave him on TV. Brock they, worked harder the next night. Yeah. But people to say it's the passing of the torch. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next match, which we kind of shat on last week because it was just a match to get people on. It was actually a fun match. The men's WrestleMania showcase fatal four-way tag match as the Street Profits defeat Braun, Braun Bra- uh, Strowman, Ricochet, <laughs> Alpha Academy and the Viking Raiders in eight minutes and 30 seconds. And good golly, they made sure to fill in that 830. This was good. I was wrong. I thought this would just be a trudge. These guys worked hard. 
they maximized their minutes, basically did the exact opposite of what the women did the next night. I thought this was <laughs> it over delivered. I gave it three and a quarter. Um, I think they, because like you know, our apathy going into the match was not unique, and I, you know, I'm gonna use the Jordan mean here, but they took that shit personally. I think. Yes. Yeah. Also, why the fuck are Ricochet and Chad Gable just buried in meaningless tag teams? Because they're small. No, oh, that's right. Especially since that one dude's back in charge now. Yeah. That's the only reason. I mean, there's no other reason for it. They're just small. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, this was, uh, was uh, like, surprisingly was fun. fun. And definitely when, a needed pick-me-up to the before after the first match. Especially when Dawkins lays out Strowman when he's doing his little choo-choo. That was badass. I'm I'm telling you guys now, Dawkins will not let himself get uh, tuckied. When I see that. Do, I see that, yeah. If they're going to do the split, and that dude, he's like, fuck, no, you ain't going to forget about me. I'm just as good. Although, I mean... It's WrestleMania, but they only gave those guys like 10 seconds of an entrance before they moved on to the next fucking team. Yeah, it was a little disrespectful. Uh, the next match was a singles match. Seth Franklin Rollins defeats Logan Paul with the prime mascot KSI in 16 minutes and 15 seconds. This was fun. This was really good. Uh, shame on Seth Rollins for, for trying to cosplay Jeff Jarrett in his outfit there at the <laughs> beginning. Uh, how dare he? Um, you have not yet earned the right to, to walk in the boots of giants, young man. <laughs> uh, Nor will you ever. Yeah. Um, this was fun. I mean, we knew this would be good. I gave it yeah. three and a half. It was a lot of stupid fun. They did cool shit. Um, and the right guy won because Seth is probably going to be dialed in for something. But uh, plus the other guy's no longer under contract. I guess we'll see if he signs again. Um, I mean, I think I said this was the match I was looking forward to most. I think this is the match I picked before we started as the match of the weekend. Um, it's not for me. We'll get to that later. But I did enjoy it, although I thought I thought they could have. I thought it could have been a little bit of a better match. I was not disappointed, but it didn't quite hit the gear I thought it would hit. Yeah, it. I think there there was stuff later on in the night. I think they were told, "Hey, here's what you're do some cool stuff, but cap it at this." Like we do. there's some stuff later on in the night too. That's fair. Uh, but Logan Paul. Fuck is he good? Is he biz he Logan Paul is built for this business. He has the natural charisma. He is apparently taken to the stuff in ring like Kurt Angle apparently for everything I'm hearing. Yeah. And he also is just like is literally built for the business. Like his frame is perfect for what they like in a wrestler. Yeah, hopefully we see more of him because I think there's still a lot of fun matches you can do with him. I agree. Yeah, I, I the KSI spot with the, him pro, uh, posing over the body of uh, Rollins on the table and then gets thrown on at the perfect time. You know, fun spot. You know, again, 
Paul did not disappoint. And then, and then after the show, uh, the slogan Paul tweeted out a picture of the prime bottle on a stretcher. That was awesome. He said, but, but at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next match after that was a six-woman tag match. Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch defeats Damage Control in 14 minutes and 40 seconds. Is this the end of Bailey? She would seem to want you to think so. The way she tweeted, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did not notice, but I guess Trish Stratus's outfit was a homage and an update of her WrestleMania 21 outfit when last time we were in Hollywood. Oh. Yeah, cool. I saw that today. Uh, Lita uh, wrestled like your punk rock aunt. Um. It was all right. Becky was utterly wasted in this match. Yeah. I gave it two and three quarters. It was fine. It was what I expected it would be. I, you know, I yeah. guess theoretically the right team won, but like not if you want to have a future. Right. They, well, they, you know, they Jesus, came out to man. NWO black and white, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the whole noir, like, ooh. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. What's the name of that damn movie? That that movie series. Sin City. Yeah, Sin City. That's what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, Then the next match that pumped us back up: Rey Mysterio defeats Dominic Mysterio in 14 minutes and 55 seconds. You know what? I've been turned. Rey, you know, congratulations going into the Hall of Fame uh, for deadbeat dads. It was terrible. (laughs) Uh. I'm on the, the, the Dom the Con uh, train at the moment. It's a good match. It's a really good story match. It was fun. It was fun. The uh, Ray comes out with Snoop Dogg to uh, nothing but a G thing. And then it switches to uh, Viva La Raza. Then cool. hits his music. Little Eddie and then a little Ray. Um, dude, this over delivered from what I was expecting. I ended up giving it three and three quarters. Nice. This was a fun fucking match. Yeah. Dom coming and doing the prison, like what uh, Piper did, <laughs> but better. Comes out in the Mysterio mask, which I wish he wrestled with. You know, just right. because like Cole lost it, like, hey, he shouldn't be wearing that. To for you to have a mask, you have to be given and earn it. And he just stole it from his father. And Dominic having his uh, Halloween hat gear, basically. Oh yeah, that's good um, stuff. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Bad the, bunny the, on bad bunny bad on bunny. announcing. Got Get a involved. huge pop. So, but yeah, it was fun. Um, um, next match after that was Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair for the women's SmackDown Women's Championship as Rhea Ripley wins the title in 23 minutes and 35 seconds. And the greatest Bro. women's match in the history of wrestling. That's what people were right? saying. Hmm. I don't quite agree with it, but that's what people were saying. Uh, to me, it's the tale of two matches. The first half of the match was 
not very good in my opinion. They they seemed off. They weren't meshing. And but then to their credit, in the second half, they fucking got it together, and it was a very good second half of that match. Um, so good. I gave it a flat four stars. I thought it was a fantastic match by the time it was done. But no, mm. not one of the best women's matches of company history. Not not quite. Yeah, I saw stuff like like it blew Bailey and Sasha at NXT out of the water. Uh, no, 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 no. Like no, that no. was that match that year was legitimately my match of the year. Mine too. Uh, Mine too. You know, and you know, I'm a Rhea guy. You know, I love Rhea, but and this, you know, I enjoyed this match, especially like Corey said, like the second half when it really picked up and they kind of found their groove in the match. Um. I'm, you know, I'm glad Rhea won. She finally, she needed the win. She needed the win three years ago. So I don't know how much this actually puts her over in the eyes of Charlotte fans. But it's interesting you say that. At least she fucking won. Well, you know, uh, you know, this match alone, Charlotte was um, trying to politic the way for this to be the main event because. According to her, she had the. This is one of the better storylines going to this night one because it's a three-year storyline, and everyone's like, "You mean you beat her twice, and then you just think you should get the match because you beat her twice, and you're Charlotte Flair." It was fun though. It was fun though when uh, when Rhea accidentally dropped her on her face with the back suplex or. You know, she over, Flair overtucked or something, you know, like like legit landed on her face and they made sure to show the replay. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So we had that match and then we're like, all right, main event time. But no, we have to have uh, the Miz and Snoop Dogg in the ring to announce the attendance for night one. And then Miz and Snoop Dogg talk about how the Miz should have a match. And then Miz, like, I had an open challenge, but no one uh, went for it. But then one, Pat McAfee shows up and accepts Miz's challenge. It's a squash match here as Miz and uh, McAfee and uh, Greg uh, Kittle beat up the Miz in three minutes and 40 seconds. Um, I gave it a quarter, half a star. So now the main event for the tag team championship, undisputed tag team championships, as Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeat the Usos to win them in 24 minutes and 15 seconds. Uh, it was a good match. It was a really good match. Um, I thought it was a very modern day tag match. For everybody who says that this stuff only happens in AEW, Watch this match. This is the same exact same type of super kick heavy non. There was psychology, but at times they just chucked it out the window to do a whole bunch of moves. And then they would go back to psychology. I will say this, though. This company knows how to nail the endings most of the time. Um, That ending where he gets the hot tag in, Sammy does, and then hits three huluva kicks but especially right before the third one where he stops for like 30 seconds 
and everybody knows what's coming. And it just makes it that much more impactful when he runs across and nails it and gets the pin. That's good shit. It, you know, with that that shot of Sammy kind of remind it reminds me of the Sean Flair. Like I'm sorry, I'm sorry I love you. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, like I, it should have been that. You know, like I'm not sorry. I hate you type thing. But like that shot of him in the corner, like that reminded me of that. He didn't say anything, yep. but it reminded me of that shot. I forgot. Yeah, I gave it four and a quarter. I uh, I like Corey's point about it being a like a spot fest, like the way a lot of AEW tag matches are. And I agree. But what's funny is like uh, while that is a criticism that AEW has, it's something they they do well, right? When I think of like the Omega Adam Page versus Young Bucks match, it's yeah. basically this match but better. Yeah. Yeah, I so like it's it's interesting that like even though you know Sammy and Kevin you know have have worked with those guys and worked that style for years and years and years they've sort of learned how to incorporate more psychology being in this system and in sort of their biggest tag match they kind of reverted to indie wrestling and while it was good they didn't do it as well. Well, in all fairness, let's let's also remember that even though the Usos are a product of that system completely, yeah. they do that style all the time too. Yeah. So that was night one. So let's Every go to night, night two. It, it 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 was one of the better WrestleManias in history, buddy. If we're just talking one night. Yeah, really, I, I agree. They did everything right here. To me, it felt like. It's like the an AEW pay per view. Like I wasn't disappointed with the show. I wasn't tired. You know, like I, it, it didn't feel dragged. Oh, it, it was paced really well. Yeah. Like I thought, I I'll, I'll I I thoroughly enjoyed night one. It was a entertaining night, and just like to that point of like, you know, why can't? And I I even said it when you guys started leaving, like this is what if WWE could put any effort into all the other product to be like this, it would be watchable. Unfortunately, they don't. Unfortunately, they don't. And we go to night two. We start Ooh. off same stage. <laughs> I would hope so. If one day they might switch it up, you know, who knows? Um, one uh, Match number one is just a singles match as Brock Lesnar defeats Omos in four minutes and 55 seconds. I mean, it was exactly what I thought it would be. Brock's yep. great at selling facially. Uh, I gave it a flat two. Uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah, was I mean, what it was not, supposed to be. Not a lot you could do with this match. It's kind of what it was going to be. Like Omos tossing him like from like the the powerbomb hold. That was kind of cool to see. Just him like Chuck Lesnar, like a child. That was cool. But then it just became what it was supposed to be. Bear hug, suplexes, and then Brock gets angry. Um, speaking of angry, our next match is the women's WrestleMania showcase, Fatal Four Way, as Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler defeat Liv Morgan, Raquel the Back Rodriguez, Natalia Shotzi, and Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville 
as Ronda did nothing in this match by literally nothing. And Baszler kind of did the same. She did more moves than Ronda, but nothing. You know, this was just a smudge. This was terrible. I gave it one and a half. Uh, why? How can you even justify paying Ronda Rousey's salary if this is what you're doing with her? Remember we were talking about earlier about maybe cutting some contracts? That's one I'd be looking at. Yeah, this was terrible. This, do you think if we switched the men's and women's nights, night two would have been uh, okay? It would have been an improvement because holy yeah. shit. Our next match is an improvement as it's three meaty men deciding to slap the crap out of each other for a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship as Gunther defeats Sheamus and Drew McIntyre in 16 minutes and 40 seconds. Now this I fucking loved. I gave it four and a half. One of my favorite triple threat matches of all time. And this is because they beat the fuck out of each other. Do you think it would have been higher if they knew that finish, the over 50 yeah, year that's... finish? That actually that knocked a little off. I was thinking four and three quarters, but that finish, that that uh, copyrighted WWE triple threat finish rears its ugly head again. I enjoyed this match too. Just three men slapping the hell out of each other. But I'm with you with the fact of the smudge finish. One thing I want to think of, like um. I really liked the four team schmas the night before. Yeah. But thinking about this match, how the fuck was an Imperium in that match? You couldn't put those other two guys in that match and have it be better. No, they got them or or uh the brawling brutes. You could have done something with them too. You know, they just those two teams were just there to bring out the other well, we bring didn't out want- their guy. We don't want Ridge Holland, like, you know, fucking breaking everybody's necks in a fucking eight-man match. That's true. So what you're saying, Corey, is we need a fatal five-way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I would just replace the American Alpha. Aren't they breaking up anyway? Again, it's one of those, we don't know what we're doing with them yet. Plans subject to change. Yeah. So I will say that going into this match... I famously, I think last week, no sold it. Because uh, I just thought adding Drew took away w- of what could have been just an all timer, just, you know. Yeah. You, you don't really, like, I'm not saying there's not psychology in Walter matches, but I don't go to Walter matches for psychology. I go to watch him beat the piss out of people. And he's very um, good. And I don't this may or may not shock you both. I don't know. This was my match of the weekend. I'm a little shocked by that. It was my match of the weekend as well. I fucking loved it. Uh, I fucking loved the shit out of this match. This was so brutal. Uh, these are three tough motherfuckers. My only, not complaint, concern maybe, is the, the appeal of Walter is that he is like this uber-human just kick-ass, take-no-prisoner motherfucker, right? But in this match, he was kind of made to have equals, which kind of takes away some of the luster of him. 
Yeah, I can see that. It's like it's a difficult balance. You want you want people to know that Sheamus and Drew have a chance, but you don't want them to be his equal because there's something with him that you can build towards. Like I would have built it where uh, like Sheamus and Drew took Gunther out for a while, beat the piss out of each other, and then Walter comes in and kind of like a scavenger just finishes him off. Yeah, I could see that. That probably yeah. would have been preferable. As it was, I mean, I'm, fantastic I'm picking nits. It was fucking great. It was great. Uh, by the way, it was my match of the week as well. Uh, the next match for the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair defeats Asuka to retain it in 16 minutes and 5 seconds. Did you guys see Triple H's press conference story? I did. Yeah. So the girl that does the dance where she's the contortionist that, that that Bianca ended up like holding her hand and dancing with her down the aisle. Yeah. Her mother died earlier in the day. And she wanted to perform yeah. still. Yeah. It was uh, it was it was an awesome entrance, you know, like even the John Cena one the night before it was like, cool, you know, it was a cool thing to see. But, like, the Bianca entrance was really cool to see. And then, you know, you just hear that, and you're like, ugh. Add respect to that little girl, man. Yeah. like Going out there and crushing it after such a terrible thing happened earlier in the day. For a kid that age? Yeah. Much respect. Uh, Even when Triple H was announcing that, he, like, stopped. Because he was breaking down. Yeah. To, like, bring that up. It was just like, yeah. Um. Um, here's it a, it wasn't as good as the night before's match with Charlotte and Bria, mm-hmm. but it was still a good match. I thought, uh, yeah. Bianca's a star. They, they should do more with her. Like, and I'm not saying like, oh, she's been champ for a year, but they should really push her as a face in the company. Like she's a very good role model to african-american girls and just all girls in general she's a badass athlete she's um not one-dimensional she's they i don't understand why they're not bending over backwards to really push her and tell her story more well i think today with her being one of the three on the today show is a step in that direction yeah and this was a good match. She brought it. Uh, it just wasn't as. The problem is, it just it wasn't as good as Rhea and Charlotte. I gave it three we, and a half though. Because we were going into like, what's the storyline? To the point when there was they show one. the hot when they show the highlights of them touching. I I'm like, oh, they touched. Did not even know that. I just thought it was, you know, mind games for the month and a half. I just thought Austin's got vomited blue Kool Aid. It was enjoyable. So you know what I. You know? S- I saw online a lot. I was curious what you guys thought. Do you think Oscar should have won? Uh, I mean, I think you could have went either way with this one. It would have been fine. You're you're continuing Bianca's dominance. That's good. But at the same time, she could have lost here to Oscar, and it would have been easily believable, given her a story to come back and beat someone who's legitimate. It could have gone either way, and I would have bought it. Yeah. It is for uh, with Oscar. It's like that thing of 
you know, she's been with WWE for a long time now, and then she was just dominant in NXT, and when she showed up to the main roster, everyone has expected that to be the thing, and then she went up against Charlotte Flair and then lost, and then that kind of killed her run ever since. Um, I don't know if she should have won, to be oh, honest. Interesting. I, interesting that you bring that up. Yeah? Yeah. Anyway, um, and even even not now, then even Oscar did the tweet after like maybe I should leave WWE. I don't know type stuff. What to do? Um, yeah. Uh, so let's go as WWE wants to do. It's the same show, different night. Miz and uh, Snoop Dogg's in the ring, and Miz is not happy what uh, Snoop Dogg did last week, and. Snoop Dogg says, all right, you want another match? Fine. And here comes the money as Shane McMahon comes down. The match begins. Shane tears his quad right after the second move. And uh, it then, then it becomes a triple threat match for Snoop Dogg as Snoop Dogg then punches the Miz. And people elbows him in two minutes and 20 seconds. I got to be honest, guys, it's never good to see an injury um, tearing the quad must run in that family. Um, it does, even the stepson. It's you, Brother, you never, uh, you, son-in-law. You never want to be one of those people that laughs at an injury, but I laughed my ass off. <laughs> I did. I laughed at it all the time. I'm fine with it. I, uh, it, it was funny. I, I looked audi- away. I looked away. I audibly, I audibly groaned when I heard that music. I was like, yep, making my decision easier and easier as this night goes on. And fuck it. I gave Wait, whatever no. whatever the fuck all of this was, I gave it a quarter star. And it doesn't <laughs> help, too. Take, uh, and it doesn't help, too, that, like, t- before the Bianca match, uh, Bobby Lashley comes out to celebrate that he won the Andre Battle Royal on SmackDown. And I'm like, all right, what are you guys going to do with him? And he just comes out and poses and then leaves. Like really? Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't use Lashley right here. You couldn't have Lashley come out and kill the Miz. All right. Nope. 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 So we have Shane's injury, and then let's go to our next match as it's Hell in a Cell as Brood Edge defeats the Demon Finn Balor in 18 minutes and 20, uh, 10 seconds as the match was supposed to go longer, but Edge chucked a ladder at the Finn's face and. One of the reams got him, and he was. Have you guys seen the cut? He was busted open. Did I see the cut? Yeah, I saw the it. Ga- then I the thought, ga- yeah, I should call her. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I saw the cut. Yeah. Uh, you said this match was eighteen minutes. You sure it wasn't yeah. an hour and forty-five fucking uh, minutes? Because of the injury, it would have went longer. I just love that this was Brood Edge when nothing about this version of Edge was anything resembling the Brood. He had the jacket yeah. with a photo of all three on. That's about it. Brood well, Edge I was a jobber. He came out <laughs> yes. to Slayer. He came up up the ramp to Slayer, <laughs> not the Brood music. <laughs> oh, that was awesome, Mike, because it's the truth. Brood Edge was a jobber. Yeah. And <laughs> he did a job, though, here. But, uh, yeah, uh, Finn gets busted open in the match, and then he gets a shot in the forehead and then staples 
to continue the match. So again, now we're back to back here with Shane going down. Then we have Ballard going down and it's like, or are they stopping the match? Are they going to stop the match? And, uh, no, we just focus on edge trying to grab the purple chairs or purple, uh, kendos and the red chairs and the red kendo sticks. Uh, this continues. This was a joke. I gave it two and a half. It was just there. It wasn't badly worked. They're two vets who know what they're doing. But what they were put into was like a mock hell in a cell. Uh, no, no thanks. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the main event for the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. As Roman Reigns defeats Cody Rhodes in 34 minutes and 35 seconds. Thoughts? Oh, I have plenty of them. I just don't know if it's worth even going into. Oh. Well, one, just start, you can start it up. Um, it was a good match. Give it four and a half. Uh, probably would have been even higher if it wasn't for that ending. It does. I I enjoyed this match. Only thing I didn't like is all the interference. Even even the the run like I didn't mind like the chair shot to the ribs, and like trip the you know trip them to get that you know get solo, um you know kicked out of ringside, but then when Russo's run in and then Owens and Zayn run in, it's just like come on. I was even fine with here? that. I was really? even fine with that. It was the very end because uh, it just it was so lazy. It's the same fucking thing they did at Clash at the Castle. Solo comes in, hits a move, then Roman gets a spear and wins. It was it was so been there, done that seven thousand times, and this match deserves so much more than that. Thank you. I, I agree. I agree. This match, I was really enjoying this match, and then. Once the two teams ran in, I was just like, oh, you're killing me here. Can I ask you're a question? Who fucking cares if his title reign reaches a thousand days? Who's going to remember that? Five people. It's still not going to put him anywhere near Bruno Hogan or Backlund, which I know is what they want. But his title reign isn't as good as theirs because they don't have the, the names for him to beat. It just hasn't been that good. Uh, I still love the bloodline shit, and he's Roman's great. But what they're trying to get him to is something it's that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's impossible and, for him to, unless he holds think, it for another four, what three or four years. So, and I, I think they it. they blew a, a huge opportunity that they don't get handed. No one does in wrestling that often. When a guy is that white hot, you put the belt on him in that match, at that card, at that moment, and you've cemented another dude, a Cena-level guy, to throw that away. Because, yeah, Cody could win it later. He's not going to be that white hot again. He's not. That shit don't come around too many times. You don't get to like get white hot, then get cooled down and get just as hot again. 
that shit almost never happens. They had the moment, and they threw it away for that. That's would be a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Except for this company is at a point where they don't have to worry about making good decisions to still make millions of dollars. So in the long run, it doesn't matter. Nothing will change for them. But they could have had a guy. Now they're not going to have him. Because when he does win, I guarantee you, it will not mean as much. Do you think... Do you think we have a Cena Rock thing here? Like, I do not expect Roman to lose the title on a be a second rate pay per view. So it's either and I think I think the only time he will lose it will be at WrestleMania next year. I don't expect I don't expect him to use it for a couple of years now. Really? There's nobody. There's nobody else on the roster that can even be taken seriously against him. Who else is there? He's beaten everybody that has any semblance of a name. Yeah. And then you finally had someone that wasn't drugged through the ground and who was white hot and you pissed that one away. Well, who's he, who the fuck's he going to wrestle? Braun Breaker? Who gives a shit? Nah, this will be years now. It's a good thing they don't actually have to make good decisions to make all their money. That's true. Uh, Booble, what do you think of this? Hmm. Well, like three weeks ago, I... Uh... I was all on board with Cody winning. And I don't know. Something in me was just... I really got this... Like... Feeling in my soul that I wanted the story for nobody in the Rhodes family wins a title. Oh, he's gonna win it, though, dude. I know. But... I don't know. For some reason, just I, maybe I like to watch the world burn. It's, that's probably it. But the fact that eighty thousand people left so dejected brought me joy in some weird way that I can't even explain. Uh, I love the fact that Roman won. I don't. I agree with you guys. I don't love the ending. They, especially Cody, especially Triple H. Roman has been in there long enough now. There, there's a better way to do that ending. Um, so I wanted Roman to win, but like that was lame as shit and like every ending they've ever fucking done to a match ever. So how they got there was shit. I do like where they got. Um, I understand all of the points that Corey's made and they're valid points. And I, I, I'm sure I am in the minority that I feel the exact opposite way. I'm sure most people feel the way Corey feels about the whole situation. I don't even I just, care from a personal level. I just, when you, it's just ingrained. When you get a guy that white hot, you don't do what you did. I think uh, really what it boils down to is that Vince is in charge and he is scared to not have Roman as the top guy. Yeah, probably right. He, he doesn't trust Cody. And to all those people online who think they're so much smarter than everyone else in the room who say, well, look who his daddy was. And look how he booked. He would have booked it just like that. Yeah. To his detriment. Remember his booking at the end was shit. This reminded me of great American bash 88 
where Luger was white hot and the crowd needed him to win. And they did a dusty finish and kept it on flair and the company was sold. Now that's not going to happen here. Well, it did, but I mean, it, it had nothing to do with this match. <laughs> but it had nothing to do with this match. Yeah. Um, and that's why I was like, oh, it's interesting you guys made those points like earlier. Like Charlotte beating Oscar at WrestleMania 18 absolutely killed her. That was the worst decision they could have made then. And it took two and a half years to get Oscar back to where she was treated like she was before that loss. Uh, so, yeah, this is, I don't know. I get it. You want to put all your eggs in the Roman basket and make him, basically, they want to just pad that title reign to make it to where he's on Hogan and Bruno's level, but he's never going to be. Different business. Yeah. Yeah. Different ways. But that's so, the story uh, they want to tell. And they're sacrificing everybody on the roster to tell it. I mean, who's left? Who's going to be left? Oh, and by the way, like I said, great weekend for Tony Khan because perception is reality. And Cody came over, got over as high as you could ever get, and was still jobbed out at the highest match. So that's going to reflect on some people's thoughts about, should I go over there? Is the grass really greener? They're just going to have me lose again. I saw some memes of uh, Cody Rhodes breaking the uh, uh, Triple H from the chair from the first no. AEW pay-per-view. And so, no, it was, it was a, yeah, I know, but it was just a joke of like, Triple H always remembers. Uh, but so, but night one's better than night two. Uh, you know what the other big takeaway I had from this weekend? Yeah. After watching night two. They really could have just trimmed the fat and put it all in one night, and you're talking about an all-timer mania. But if you're going to combine both nights, night true was a bit of a drag. Uh, it yeah. just wasn't as good as night one. They didn't. I thought they didn't do a good job of separating the matches to where there was enough exciting, as weird as it sounds, exciting stuff on night two. The main event was great. The triple threat was great, but everything else was just kind of ho hum. Yeah, it, I think it doesn't help when Shane comes down and tears his quad, and we have a dying man in the ring. What do we do? Or that's uh, your Snoop Dogg Do- man period in twenty twenty three. That exactly, and then Snoop Dogg, you know, they improvised by having Snoop Dogg beat up the Miz. I saw someone put on the Wikipedia, it was a triple threat match, and Snoop Dogg beat Miz and Shane. Um, so do you? Do you guys want to know what the idea is for Cody, it looks like? Yeah, Brock Maybe. beat his ass on Raw. Yes, that's right. So now, so, now we're going to get Cody job into Brock, too. That'll put him over. Yeah, maybe. Look, it's a, part, my thought part, process is this. Do you actually want to make stars, or do you not? Because it sure doesn't seem like they want to make bankable, money-making stars. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's you know you you even but we you've been saying it for years, dude. What's the real star of the WWE? The, the logo. logo. Yeah. The logo. The rest of it don't we mean have, shit. We have a white hot Cody, you know. Yeah, a white uh, hot Sammy. Luckily, white hot that's Sammy. Not completely dead. You were able to flip it over to the Usos, but he's not as over as he was six weeks ago. Yeah. But yeah, it's that. uh you have them. You have them both uh, hot, and then Roman beats them both, and it's just like, oh, 
I mean, if that's what, if your end result was just making Roman as indestructible as possible, then I mean, mission, you know, mission accomplished. You can't really yeah. fault him. Yeah. So, but I'm just, I'm oh. just looking ahead. Outside of rematches with Cody and Brock, I'm looking ahead at the year and like, nothing. all right, who else is there? Fucking. Because uh, you're not just going to throw away Gunther, but. but remember there? that? Remember that was the. Uh, um, remember that was the maybe what the sheets were saying, Rig. Gunther was going to lose the title and then he was going to move on to the. Heavyweight. Well, the, but... the other thing I saw about this, and this, I don't know how I feel about it. It, it might be, it won't fix what was done, but it might be okay. Is this you do the Brock Cody or not Brock, but the Roman Cody rematch later on down the line at a show and be like, well, it's only for one of the titles since you don't deserve to have the undisputed. I already beat your ass. And then he wins, say, the WWE title and takes it to a different show. And then they split him again because that's the plan. They are going to split the titles. That might be what they're doing. But it would will feel I, that you know will feel that works. good you know. What, what's that, Mike? It sort of works. I mean, uh, it's around. But, but I'd be mean, like, but if you do that, then like my whole thing of wanting to Roman to win is pointless. Then, like, if Roman yeah, wins, there's no point splitting the title. They've, they've, honestly. They've backed themselves into a corner with this Roman Reigns dominance, and something's going to have to be done. And they're just afraid to do it. But eventually, people will get bored of him just beating everybody with both titles, especially when he nowadays, you know, he might not show up for months at a time on TV. I mean, eventually, they're, they're going to get some unrest, and they're going to have to do something. But they're not there yet, so they're not worried about it. Yeah. Um, o- overall, a enjoyable weekend? Yeah, I mean, I had fun. Yeah, it's always a good weekend. Even if night yeah, two, like, in a vacuum sucks ass, like, it's still a fun Mania weekend. I could do without Booker T being on commentary for anything ever again. I mean, fair. But other than that. Bring in Stevie Ray, cowards. Chat me up. Chat me up. Who's this guy? You know, who's who's this this guy? Who's this fruit booty? Although I don't think he can do that nowadays. But he'll actually know who he is. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's Dragon Lee. He's my little brother. He's my little homie. Um, anyway, anyway, long weekend, but we did have homework before. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. As uh, what what did we do, Mr. Booble? We went to 2016, we went to Dallas, Texas, WrestleMania weekend, everybody's favorite. We went to the night before WrestleMania, we went to NXT TakeOver Dallas, and we watched Shinsuke Nakamura. Defeat? Yep. Yes, defeat. Sammy Zane. Yeah, I, I forgot for a minute. 
it's a long weekend. Well, I can understand uh, why you had to think it is the WWE, so a debut might be a loss. <laughs> There's always the possibility. <laughs> uh, Shitsuke works a bit stiff in this match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember it being my match of the week that year. I It was phenomenal. It was awesome. Uh, well, there's for me, this on WrestleMania 32 that's gonna beat it out. Right, not not Rock versus the Eric Rowan. Come on, um, dude. Okay, so real quick before we get back to this match, they've been posting WrestleMania matches on YouTube for free, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. And they they picked the Rock versus Eric Rowan from that WrestleMania to put on there. Checks out. And I was like, it has a runtime of like 35 minutes. And I was like, that match was like 10 seconds. And then it dawned on me. My God, they put all of The Rock's masturbatory promo and fire throwing on that damn thing and called it a match. Checks out. That's gross. Right? Uh, Corey, what would you give it? I gave it four and three quarters back in 2016. Uh, I would stick around there to four and a half to four and three quarters. I think it stands up a little better than Mike does, but it has gone down a little. The more you, I mean, they just do more and more shit now, and it's impossible to, I don't know. It was a good match, though. It was a really good match. And Sammy looked phenomenal. Shinsuke was stiff as fuck and making people know he was there. It makes you, it makes you, uh, you know, like sad about that where Shinsuke is at. You know, he's just surfing and collecting checks. Yeah, I miss that Shinsuke. That's for that's for damn sure. Yeah, but I'm sure he's just fine. Yeah, he's not crying uh, in his Cheerios. Yeah, um, it is my week for homework. But all right, I'm just gonna. Should we do one or do we want to just take a week because of all of what we just un- took in? Well, dude, that's all we're done with. That should have been this past week we took off. Yeah, all right. So I have one for us. Uh, Corey, do you have Rev Pro? All of them are on there. Okay. Well, we're going to go to 2016, sir. All right. Rev Pro. It will be Will Ospreay taking on Mike Bailey. Ooh, okay. I will find out which show that's on. It says Rev Pro, uh, June 12th, 2016, Angle versus Sabre Jr. Oh, goddamn. Kurt Angle versus Zack Sabre Jr.? Yeah, yeah, let me go to my Rev Pro section. I do have all of Rev Pro in there. Okay. So that's what what the show is called, Rev Pro Angle versus Sabre Jr. And then Osprey and Mike Paley are also on this card. Rev Pro... Um, yep, I have it right here. 6-12-2016, awesome. Rev Pro Angle versus Saber Jr. Right there in the 2016 yep. folder. Yep. Sweet. So cool. that's our match. I'm throwing I'm taking us off uh the beaten you know, path. Uh, uh, yep. Something new, like something it. different. I like it. All right. Um you guys can go to uh NoSoEntertainment.com. That's right. NoSoEntertainment.com, where you can find all the blogs, all the podcasts, Pow Pro Wrestling tickets. Get your tickets now for Pow Pro Wrestling. Uh, pay your dues at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com or NoSoEntertainment.com. 
You can find uh, all of us on the social medias on No So Entertainment or No So ENT on Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram. You can listen uh, to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. 